It's about you, your health, your family, and your community. This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And welcome to Sunday Morning Magazine. Well, it's supposed to be the happiest time of your life. You give birth to this perfect little baby. But what happens when you have trouble bonding with that child or have thoughts of harming yourself or your newborn baby. A recent study conducted by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention indicated that postpartum depression occurs in one-fifth of women in the United States. This morning, we talk about postpartum depression. Coming up this morning, we talk to two women who have both experienced postpartum depression. They'll share their story. For more information on postpartum depression, you can like us on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Just go there now, like us there now, and you can join the conversation about postpartum depression this morning. Joining me now in the studio to talk about the symptoms risk factors, and treatment for postpartum depression. We're joined by Dr. Antherica Lane. Dr. Lane is an obstetricianist and gynecologist with Christ Hospital. We're also joined by Dr. Shauna Thibel. She's a psychiatrist at the Lindner Center of Hope. It's our pleasure to welcome you doctors to the show. Well, hello. All right. Now, first of all, very briefly, let's talk about your professional background, um, starting with Dr. Thibel. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, hi, Rodney. Um, I kind of have a kind of weird route to this uh, job that I'm in now. Um, For undergrad, I specialized in European studies, and uh, then I went out to film school at UCLA and really enjoyed that for two degrees, and then I decided (laughs) um, to go to med school. So that's how kind of I got here. That's my route. And you're a psychiatrist with the Lindner Center of Hope. Is that right? That's right. All right. Good. Um, Dr. Lane, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I actually was born in the Oklahoma area, but grew up near Los Angeles in a city called Carson. So most of my education was in California. I went to uh, University of California, San Diego for my undergrad for medical school and graduate school. I pursued a dual degree at the Ohio State University College of Medicine and Public Health. Uh, I have a doctor of medicine and a master of healthcare administration. I am a board certified obstetrician gynecologist. I practice with the Christ Hospital here in Cincinnati. Now, you two doctors are here this morning to talk about postpartum depression. Explain to our listeners exactly what postpartum depression is. Dr. Lang. Postpartum depression is a mood disorder that is specifically associated with pregnancy or having recently delivered. So if I were to back up a little bit, many people have heard about postpartum blues. Postpartum blues typically occurs within the first two weeks after delivery. But postpartum blues usually resolves on its own. When you have sadness or other signs of depression, maybe feelings of guilt, feeling as though uh, you're a terrible mother, um, feeling having thoughts of hurting yourself or the baby, then you're starting to really start thinking about depression. And depression, typically, uh, will the symptoms will extend at least six weeks after delivery or more. You can be diagnosed with postpartum depression within the first year after delivery. Okay, good. Now, do we know what causes postpartum depression, doctor? 
Well, it's usually a change in the hormones after a patient uh, gives birth. And um, so that's really what's happening here for the most part. Um, There are patients who are higher risk, which we can talk about in a little while. But um, I'd like to echo that um, it is kind of a spectrum that the baby blues can be seen in a lot of people and then it kind of goes into this um, depression um, arena where it's a serious uh, problem. Okay, so I gather the baby blues are a little bit more common yeah. among yes. women. Is that right? Yes, baby blues are more common. I'd probably say uh, more like in the 80 85% range of yeah. women experience postpartum blues. Um, postpartum depression is usually experienced by about 13% of women who have delivered another statistic is about one in seven women will experience postpartum depression. And interesting enough, I read somewhere that postpartum depression can happen after a miscarriage or a stillbirth. Is that right? How true is that? It is true. It can be because the hormones are still there. Plus the added stress of um, the psychological aspects of um, having, you know, problems with the birth, having problems with the baby. Yeah, the the key uh, with postpartum depression, when you're really thinking about the causes, is that really it can be multifactorial. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I agree that definitely the hormonal changes contribute to the mood changes. In addition to that, a person could have a major stressful event. Sometimes it could be a stillbirth. Um, for someone else, it could just be I don't have the support that I thought I needed, and now this disappoints me and it saddens me, and it's difficult for you to uh, overcome that. So there's a lot of factors that can contribute to that, but definitely it can exist after a stillbirth. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. This morning, we're talking about postpartum depression. We're joined in the studio this morning by Dr. Antherica Lane. She's an obstetrician and gynecologist with Christ Hospital. We're also joined by Dr. Shauna Feibel. She's a staff psychiatrist at the Lindner Center of Hope. Now, let's talk about symptoms. What are the symptoms we see in women that have postpartum depression? Well, we often see the same symptoms that we see if a person is depressed, um, which is um, you kind of have a criteria of five criteria for a total of two weeks. So you can have uh, interest loss, weight loss or gain. You can um, feel fatigued. You can feel worthless, hopeless, Lots of problems with concentration. And then if it's worsening, you start to have SI, which is thoughts of hurting yourself or ending your life. And that's um, when it becomes a serious issue, very serious issue. Okay. Dr. Lane, did you want to add anything um, to the symptoms? Um, Definitely would uh, agree with what Dr. Feibel has said. Um, Interesting enough, I found a poem that was written by a young lady by the name of uh, Caitlin Blake, and I really think she describes the symptoms of postpartum depression and really paints a nice picture for us so that we can understand. And just an, an excerpt from her poem is that from the moment you lift your lashes to the time you fall asleep, I have to count each breath I take so I don't fall and weep. 
Each task becomes a struggle, and soon I fall behind, which only makes the guilt I feel more present in my mind. But still, I want the world to see, as I walk around with grace, pretending life is perfect with a smile upon my face, when inside I might be crumbling, tears just behind my eyes, anxious that my face might fail, revealing my disguise. And a lot of these signs, the people that are going to see this are family members, people who are the closest to you. Mm -hmm. And so some of these things are, you know, it's just obvious, but sometimes they're not. And only if you're close to a person will you notice that something's not quite right. Um, I also wanted to add that when we think of depression, we think only of um, the symptoms of sleeping a lot or not enough and, and things like that. I also wanted to add that anxiety is a huge part of this um, problem, which people don't always think about. And we just want to make sure that people out there hear that, yes, anxiety is a part of this. It can be. And to seek help in that case as well. Okay. That is such a critical point, Dr. Fable. A lot of new moms are so worried about being the perfect mother and being the perfect wife. And how can I do all this when my sister handles things perfectly? And it just creates all of this worry and anxiety. And, and I would agree with you. I think people even underestimate postpartum anxiety. So, Dr. Fiebel, can women be screened for postpartum depression? Yes. We often use the Edinburgh Screening Scale. Um, it has 10 questions. A, an example would be, um, I look towards things with enjoyment. And you can either, the answers range from zero to three. And so if you score a 12 or above, it identifies a person as possibly having this problem. Um, and what I can't stress anymore is that screening should should not be done just once or even twice, but should be done a lot of times throughout the pregnancy and after the pregnancy because things may change. Um, depression comes up, anxiety comes up, lack of sleep comes up, and um, you can have these issues, you know, without um, having them a month ago, a month prior. So I think it's important to always have screenings um, as often as possible. Um, let me ask you this, Dr. Lane. When you see patients, um, you're, you're seeing patients, you're OBGYN, and you have a woman come in, she's pregnant. Is this something you talk about um, before she gives birth about postpartum depression? Is that part of your conversation with patients? Yes, I really try to include it as a part of our discussions throughout her pregnancy and also prior to leaving the hospital at the time of delivery. It's important that they are aware of the potential symptoms, that they are aware of any potential risk factors that they might have for postpartum depression. So it really needs to be an ongoing conversation. And the relationship between a an obstetrician and gynecologist with their uh, patient during prenatal care is a very unique one. And I think it builds a level of trust that if you start that conversation early, when there is a problem, you may notice that you're getting a call not only from the wife, but also from the husband or a family member because you've built that, that bond with them. 
All right. And again, in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. This morning, we're talking about postpartum depression. For more information on postpartum depression, please visit our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Like us there, and you can actually join the conversation there this morning. This morning, we're speaking to Dr. Antherica Lane. She's an OBGYN at Christ Hospital. We're also speaking to Dr. Shauna Feibel. She's a psychiatrist at the Lindner Center of Hope. Now, let's talk about this now. Dr. Feibel, you say there are consequences for postpartum depression. Explain what that means. So there are consequences, unfortunately. Um, Lots of problems with bonding between the infant and the mom um, will happen if the mom is very depressed and can't concentrate completely on what's happening. Um, This, unfortunately, um, has led to anxiety and depression and health issues themselves in the child after they grow up. So we've seen a lot in um, psychiatry, the bonding aspect between parent and child was really important. And when that child grows up, it can contribute, unfortunately, to anxiety, depression, and other disorders. Mm, Very interesting. Now, let's talk about the stigma related to postpartum depression, because I think many women or people listening this morning can't really comprehend carrying a child for nine months and not feeling attached to the baby and not understanding what women are going through when they experience postpartum depression. And I think another part of the stigma is that we all strive to be perfect parents but we all know that there's no perfection in parenting, but it's always something we are all striving for. And I think one of the reasons that women are afraid to speak up about postpartum depression is they're afraid of being judged. So let's talk about the stigma related to postpartum depression. Dr. Feibel. I think that's very true that there is a stigma. And um, for psychiatry as well, I think there's a stigma there just to go and see a psychiatrist. People have issues with that sometimes. So I do think you're absolutely right that people who just have a child, it's supposed to be the happiest time of their life. They're supposed to be joyous and have a smile the whole time. And when they do want to see someone or have these thoughts and feelings, it, it is hard for them. And they do feel stigmatized, guilty for having these thoughts. But we want people to understand that they're perfectly right to have these thoughts it's the natural way that the body, you know, uh, happens after you have a child and it's exhausting and people really have to understand that seeking help is a good thing. Okay. Dr. Lane, your thoughts? Yes. Um, I definitely would agree with you. I mean, this issue of, um, seeking help because some women would feel like, um, I'm just so embarrassed to feel this way. And it just creates this cycle of despair and hopelessness and, and guilt And really, the key for diagnosis is that you really need to go to a professional. It's okay to talk to someone who is supportive, but when it comes to really seeking help and what can you do about it now that you think that you you might have postpartum depression, you really need to go to a professional. That could be uh, a psychiatrist. It could be your OBGYN. It could be a nurse practitioner, your family doctor, whichever healthcare provider that you trust the most that you feel that you can be vulnerable in that moment and really share exactly what you're feeling. 
I just really think the stigma thing is so very important for women that are listening. Um, um, very quickly, um, what do you say to women right now that are listening right now? What's your message to them if they are going through this, but they, they feel that stigma, they're, they're stuck in that. What would you say to them, doctors? There's two ways that I would approach this. One is I would first uh, let them know that they're not alone. There are a lot of women who are feeling the exact same way that they have been. And so I think that's, first of all, very critical. And to understand that the hormonal changes in pregnancy and that occur after delivery, they can make that that change can make you just feel a little a little off and not yourself. And that is expected. Okay, Dr. Feibel. Yeah, I would urge anyone who's feeling um, off, not right about how they're how they feel um, to talk to um, anyone that that they trust. Um, Psychiatry is sometimes the last place people think about heading heading to. But we do have a lot of support groups that we can put people into. And we do understand if I were to add I would also help women understand what would happen if I don't seek help. And I think understanding what are the potential consequences if you don't seek help will also possibly motivate them to seek help. Um, The American College of OBGYN is the professional organization for OBGYNs. And in one of their publications, they mentioned that newborns of women with untreated depression during pregnancy cry more and are more difficult to console. There's another very reliable uh, website that uh, I've used as a resource is womenshealth.gov. They also have a publication that indicates that uh, postpartum depression in a mother can affect her baby. It can cause the baby to have delays in language development, problems with mother-child bonding, as Dr. Feibel mentioned, behavior problems, and increased crying. And this just creates a cycle of stress and guilt and anxiety and worry, and things are not going to get better on their own. Okay, good. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about risk factors when we talk about postpartum depression. Are there certain risk factors that we should be aware of that women should be aware of? Yes, um, we see a number of things that we have thought of as risk factors. These include previous episodes of depression that the patients had, previous episodes of postpartum depression after another child, a previous child. Um, If you have a history of bipolar problems, that in itself is a huge risk factor. And also if you have um, lack of emotional support, which we touched on, is very huge. Violence or abuse that's happening to you at the current time is also a risk factor. If I were to add a couple of more risk factors, I would add um, medical complications during the pregnancy or during the childbirth, such as a premature delivery or having a baby with medical problems. That definitely is an unplanned, stressful event. Any history of alcohol or other substance abuse um, also could be a risk factor as well. All right. Again, this morning, we're talking about postpartum depression with Dr. Antherica Lane. She's with Christ Hospital. We're also speaking to Dr. Shauna Feibel. She's with the Lindner Center of Hope. Now, let's talk about treatment. What does treatment look like for women that have postpartum depression? What does that look like? 
So for treatment, we usually have two um, angles. We use antidepressants and counseling. Um, counseling can include uh, groups, uh, group therapy groups that are absolutely fantastic. Um, also having a, a therapist or a psychologist, whoever they bond with um, to talk over things. Um, and that should be as often as they can. Um, antidepressant wise, we've been seeing a lot of research. So we are kind of cognizant of the pills that are helpful and that won't hurt um, the child if, if the patient is still pregnant at the time and depressed. And we also work on what antidepressants are helpful if you um, are breastfeeding the child at the time or not. Those are some of the things that we often uh, take into consideration. So, Dr. Feibel, as a psychiatrist, when you're counseling women that have experienced postpartum depression, what have you found to be some of their biggest fears? I think a lot of their fears are um, kind of why why aren't I happy in this supposed happiest time of my life? Will I ever be happy and enjoy this child? Um, they really want to enjoy the child, bond with the child, and when they feel this way, they're so scared that it will always be like this. So it's a lot of um, talking through these feelings and things like that. And they're also just scared about um, how they will be in the future. Um, why ever be able to hold down a job again? It feels like I'm so overwhelmed so easily. So they're concerned just for also their own future, you know, as um, a mom, as, you know, a person in the employment um, arena. Okay. But how is this often? I would think that you're in therapy, they are in therapy and treatment. Um, but what are about some of the other stressors, um, maybe bringing in more people in the family to help and support, having more support? How helpful is that? Because, I mean, a lot of this can be overwhelming, especially if you're a single mom and experiencing postpartum depression, then double-edged sword almost like. Right. We always say support, 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 both emotionally, both being there, helping with the laundry, helping cook, helping to cook food, helping to change the diapers, all kinds of things like that. And just also the emotional support to be there. So the... Um, friends, family, counselors, anyone can help, you know, and have a, a, a part in helping people who are going through this. So, yeah, we can't stress enough. Support is, is very key. So, Dr. Lane, do moms often experience setbacks while undergoing treatment for postpartum depression? Is that something you guys see? Are you referring to setbacks in regards to they were initially feeling pretty good and now exactly. and now they're they're not? Um, I think yes, that's the case. But I think that's the beauty of of combining medication with counseling and therapy. Counseling and therapy, there's just this um, this uh, therapeutic benefit to just talking and sharing your thoughts and your concerns. Cause oftentimes many of us stay in our head and our self-talk is not very positive. And so I think, um, so yes, I think if, if someone finds themselves kind of relapsing, then that's the time you pick up the phone and say, you know, Dr. Feibel, 
I know I wasn't supposed to have an appointment in two weeks, but do you think I can come back next week instead? So let me ask you, doctors, this, and I know this is a personal decision that will probably differ from patient to patient, but do mothers who have experienced postpartum depression, do they go on to have a second, third, or other children? I could not give you an exact percentage on that, but I would say yes. It is a very personal decision. It really depends on how severe the postpartum uh, depression uh, experience was for that patient. But in some, for some patients, it might be, now I know what to expect. Before, I didn't know what to expect. This was like getting slammed in the face. And, but now I know. Now I know the signs. And I've had patients come to me and say, hey, I had postpartum depression with my last pregnancy. I'm starting to feel those symptoms again. And then that is the trigger for me to say, well, let's, get, let's have a discussion and possibly start treatment uh, sooner. So I think it could go either way. Yeah, and I have to agree that that's a great example that if you know you've had it before, then you're perfectly set up and trained to say, okay, I need these things in place. Yes. want to make sure that my psychiatrist is on board, my OBGYN is on board, everybody's on board, family's on board, things like that to set things up so that it's right there in place. Okay. Um, for family, for loved ones, for, for us men especially, um, what can we do to help um, our loved one get through postpartum depression. What can we all do if we have, if we're fathers, if we're sons, um, grandfathers, and we have daughters, granddaughters experiencing postpartum depression, or just uh, other women, moms, you know, cousins. What can we all do to help our loved ones get through this? I th- I think support, as I mentioned earlier, is is key. Everyone can have a role in that support. Um, if it's a person who's been through it themselves, kind of talking with them, if it's just um, a father, um, a niece, wh- whoever wants to be there, spend time with them, show their support. And um, I just, I think it's key to have as many people rallying around you um, for both the emotional support and just helping out with smaller things. Um, I think it's a great way to kind of bring everyone together at this time when it's needed very much so. Yes, I'm going to I'm going to repeat Dr. Feibel and say support, support, support. I think that's just a great simple way to say it. And one of the um one of the ways that you can help is simply by allowing your wife to get more rest. Sleep deprivation is probably one of the biggest risk factors for postpartum depression. And if you can figure out a way to rework your schedule or for family to come in just so that the new mom can get some rest will have a tremendous effect on her outcome. Now, one of the reasons that I really wanted to do this show on postpartum depression, because I know this is a really serious issue. And a lot of times we're talking about matter of life and death. We're, we talk about mothers taking their child's life or taking their own life. So this issue is a matter of life and death. Absolutely. Um, so as I was saying before, we kind of have um, kind of a a gradual trend, um, kind of the baby blues is kind of the beginning which leads into postpartum depression, which can lead eventually into postpartum psychosis. So there's a kind of blending there. 
Um, and that's really key, a key issue that is extremely important for everyone to understand that, yes, moms can kill their children, can um, hurt or, you know, themselves as well. It's a key issue and it's something that we have to talk about um, because it's also something that I think new moms are afraid to say, you know, I have thoughts of hurting my child. That's the worst possible thought. And instead of seeking help, they feel guilty and it just, it worsens. So I would say seeking help as quickly as possible is very, very key. Okay. Dr. Lane? Um, I definitely would agree with that. Um, With postpartum psychosis, it can occur in about one out of every thousand births, and it usually begins within the first two weeks after delivery. So this is different from postpartum blues if we were to back up, which usually lasts for the first two weeks after delivery. So if someone has a history of or a previous diagnosis of bipolar disorder and they've just delivered their baby and suddenly they're seeing things that aren't there, they're feeling confused, maybe their family members are saying, wow, your mood swings are just all over the place. These could be signs that you are actually developing postpartum psychosis. And so once again, seeking seeking attention uh, from a healthcare provider, a healthcare professional is going to be early is going to be critical. All right. Well, we're out of time this morning, ladies. Um, Your final thoughts as we talk about postpartum depression. Dr. Feibel. So I I would just say, you know, um, call for um, a psychiatrist appointment, call for a therapist appointment, anything that you think will uh, help you. Um, I do want to stress that um, we there's kind of a stigma out there that we are booked up or we don't have enough psychiatrists in the, in the area. Um, I will always make sure to fit in people if I know that there's a really important um, issue at hand. So it's not a problem um, and others are happy as well. If we hear from our assistants, you know, that, that there is a big issue we will make time. So I think that's key. If they say, oh, they're probably busy. How can I make time by next week? No, I will fit in a patient as I know will a lot of my colleagues. So that's important for people to know. Okay. Dr. Lane, your final thoughts? Uh, first of all, I just want to thank you, Rodney, for giving us this opportunity to talk just about a very uh, difficult subject and very important subject. And I probably one message I would want to convey is just that that if you have signs of postpartum depression, um, if you've been diagnosed with postpartum depression, you are not alone and there is help out there. And I'm so glad to hear that Dr. Feibel is is committed to to making sure that 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 concern is met. Um, The other thing is that sometimes if you are a person of faith, you feel as though you should not feel guilty. You should not have depression. You should not feel sad. You're, you're so blessed and, and this is so sinful. But really understanding that this is a, a chemical imbalance in the brain 
that is resulting from hormonal changes in pregnancy. And God has put professionals on this earth that are here to help you. And if I were to even give you a scripture that might help you, I'd go with First Peter 5, 7, where it says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And there is power to to having positive self-thoughts. Philippians 4, 8, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Try to think about those things that you can actually control. Eat healthy foods, begin to exercise, surround yourself by supportive people. All right. Good message. Good message. Dr. Lane, if our listeners would like to reach out to you, you're at the Christ Hospital, you're OB, you're an OBGYN. If our listeners would like to reach out to you, how can they do so? They can call 859-292-9215. I am seeing patients in Fort Wright, Kentucky, as well as in the Mount Auburn office at the Christ Hospital here in Cincinnati. Okay. What's that number again? 859-292-9215. Okay. And Dr. Feibel, if our listeners would like to reach out to you, how can they find you? So the Lindner Center, you can find us, Google us. Um, The information is right up there for them to call, and we're happy to see them at any time. Okay. The Lindner Center of Hope. All right. Thank you, ladies, for taking time to talk to us this morning. Again, a very important topic. Thank you for sharing your knowledge. Thank Thank you. you so much. And both Dr. Lane and Dr. Feibel are both accepting new patients at this time. You can go to our Facebook page if you missed anything to get their information, their contact information. Stick around. We'll be back with more Sunday Morning Magazine in a moment.